0: recording
1: we're recording live
0: hello and welcome to recording live i'm your host dexter along with my friend matt oh and uh let's see last time we got together it was me matt and lee and we we talked about video games uh we talked uh i don't know we we, we only really got around to i think yeah we, we were just kind of talking super nintendo or n64 maybe uh, so we we'll can continue the conversation there. Um, but in the meantime, it's been weeks. Uh, we well, we had Fourth of July last weekend. Um, what else has been going on? I, I went back to work. I, I, I was in the in the office this week, so that was fun. Um, any anything new with you, Matt? Or anything no, no, not really. Oh, I'm trying okay. to think
1: <laughs> uh, just uh, work honestly and that's about it I'm trying to think if I really did much uh, you and I got together uh, after the podcast the next day and uh, hung yeah. out for a little bit at your home and made s'mores which was uh, like honestly one of the uh, it, it's such a small thing but it, it's legitimately like in my top five things that I got uh, that I've done this year i know right but
0: let's do it more it was yeah it was a lot of fun i don't get to uh we bought that uh little burner like i guess it's like a tabletop heater or something for it goes like in the tent hole or the umbrella hole of a table uh we got that specifically to make s'mores um and i don't think i get to use it we and we usually have like everything on hand to just go out and make s'mores but usually by the time the kids are in bed we're just like Ready to go watch TV and go to sleep. So uh, we we haven't gotten to make s'mores as much lately as I'd like. So it was, I was it
1: was I, wonderful.
0: Yeah, I was glad to have you over and do that.
1: And, uh, yeah, the fun thing was I actually saw uh some marshmallows to uh, the other the, yesterday and today at work, yeah. and they're like Hershey's marshmallows. They're like they're oh. they're giant marshmallows for s'mores, but it looks like yeah. they have like chocolate chips in them.
0: Oh, interesting. I feel like that would just get extra messy. Like. Because the chocolate would be melting while you're roasting them, maybe?
1: Hmm. Yes.
0: Interesting. See, I need to try this now. I have to go find that. Uh, <laughs> huh. So, okay, cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and I don't think I've had a chance to... I mean, I haven't hung out with anyone other outside my family uh, for quite a while, so it was a blast for me, and I appreciated you coming over.
1: Yeah, Um. Thank you for having me. It was and, a great time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then I, yeah, actually, I had I had taken a bunch of time off. We repainted my whole house. Uh, My wife had to climb a ladder up the two stories for like our vaulted ceiling in the in the entryway and paint like way up there. So I appreciated that from her. So kudos to her. Uh, I tried climbing the ladder. was It's a it was a wooden ladder from my father in law, and it was a little wobbly. uh, And just I think our body types like it just kelsey's taller and i'm hev- heavier i guess so uh, <laughs> to put it lightly uh and so i think just not weighing as much and then being just having longer arms than i do in general she just was kind of better suited for it and then i was just <laughs> able to at the bottom do a better job of like keeping the ladder steady so i it was terrifying for me uh, to be up to even get halfway up that ladder Um, and then she did a really good job at one point she taped the uh the the paintbrush to a pole to get to like to do the trim work up on that edge like there's an edge in the middle of the stairs where the ladder just couldn't get to Mm -hmm. uh and so she was able to get that and did a wonderful job it was funny but yeah we repainted the whole house or the whole main living area uh i think the only space that's not painted that we haven't painted since we moved in now is like the main basement area
1: which is like our main
0: living room and then mm-hmm. the the bathrooms main my, the master bedroom and i guess the laundry room which will probably never get painted but
1: yeah
0: uh my bedroom has like some wallpaper in it so i'm sure that'll never get painted just because we don't want to have to redo the, or take down wallpaper
1: it's <laughs> not fun yeah exactly
0: <laughs> um but, yeah, uh, that was, the, I guess, the big thing that happened uh, for my vacation. That was, li- like, mostly what we did. I got to play a bunch of um, City uh, city Skylines. Uh, I think I brought that up last time. Uh, it's kind of like a SimCity 2000 game, so I've been playing that a lot. But, um okay. Oh, and then we, we went hiking. We went up to – man, I don't know where we went. Um, mm-hmm. It was, like, an hour drive to get there, and then we went hiking. And it was kind of like it's a place, it's a national park somewhere in Iowa, northwest ish of here. Okay. Uh, and it's like, it's got a lot of like cliffs. It's crazy. I think I was, was I talking to you about it? I don't know. I was talking to somebody. And I was terrified because the kids were just like running around like crazy. And if they, we were on this one path that had, it was maybe a shoulder's width wide. And if they just tripped and fell, they were gonna like fall to their death, sort of. I don't know. I was imagining that at least. I don't know if that's true. Uh, <laughs> so they, I had to hold Beckett's hand for quite a while, uh, just, and I basically had my my fist or my fingers around his wrist, holding really tight, because uh, I was terrified. But I'm not much of a hiker. It's Kelsey does a good job dragging me out whenever she wants to have like a family trip, and I have a brave face. Uh, not to talk myself up a little bit, but, um, but that was, it, it's nice. It was nice to get out, uh, and, and get in the fresh air and from not be so cooped up in the house. Um, and then was on top the of ledges? that, no, it, it was not the ledges. Uh, okay. This is much bigger than the ledges. Uh, okay. So the ledges I, is up.
1: I, I was wondering if it was the ledges, cause the way you described it, and especially yeah. since you said Northwest, I, this whole time I've been sitting there going, what is that place called that's out by yeah. Boone? Is that the legend? Yeah, yeah.
0: So Legends is out, out by Boone. This was like past Boone another um, half hour at least. Oh, okay. Because uh, we, well, we went through Ogden. Um, yeah, like we went up to Ogden and then instead of taking a right to Boone, you take a left for quite mm. a ways. So it's like I guess the same distance to Boone from Ogden but in the other direction. Yeah. Um, for all you Iowa folks who listen to this. Right, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, other, and that was a lot of fun. It, it's definitely more interesting than the ledges, as far as I remember, because just a lot more hiking. Um, not No bodies of water to go swimming in, but there was like a nice creek. Well, I guess there were some kids swimming in a creek. It was interesting. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Uh, Beckett got tired near the end and he was just like sitting down, and I got a couple of funny pictures of him just looking terribly bored uh but we saw a lot of millipedes so he he had fun with that um other than that i my, uh i declared i think it was what two three episodes ago that i would never watch hamilton uh yeah and, and it came out on disney plus I, when i said that i didn't know it was going to be coming out uh on disney plus and so uh fourth of july it came out uh and uh kelsey's just like so are we gonna watch hamilton and i was just like if you want me to watch it i'll watch it and we watched it and I cannot recommend watching that. Oh, enough. really? I thought you were
1: really digging it when I texted you the other night. <laughs> it,
0: well, no, no, it's fantastic. So I can't recommend it enough. I don't know what I said to you. Oh, but, okay. uh, it's so good. I think if you like history at all, it is fan- It is so good. Uh, the only reason why this wouldn't be good for a person to watch is if you don't, like, if you just absolutely cannot stand listening to uh, rap or hip-hop or i I don't know what this style of music would probably r&b hip-hop i guess Mm -hmm. like um there's a couple scenes where they're supposed to be like making arguments in the senate and it's uh it's a whatever it's called a rap battle so like the two of them just kind of going back and forth like a rap battle which is kind of interesting at first i didn't care for that but given the setting and like what they were trying to accomplish it made a lot of sense but okay um no a lot of the music it's it's very upbeat I found out about a lot of character characters uh historical people um that just we never learned about and i just terribly interesting folks uh there's a guy named um hercules mulligan like come on you have the name hercules mulligan how are we not le- like learning about this guy but even more uh interesting about it the fact that his name is awesome is that he was a spy in the like in w- president washington's like spy ring that he had which i didn't even know that existed uh and i guess he was a tailor and so washington stationed or had him go somewhere where the british were stationed uh and he was a tailor for the british uh militias and he or military and he would just like talk to him while he was like sewing up their pants or whatever uh to get details and i guess there was one particular two or three occasions where like the the british soldiers were just just flat out said to him like oh yeah we know exactly where washington's gonna be tomorrow we got him cornered real good and so he uh he had a um, what was the name he had a slave named cato i want to say uh and he would just like hand off like some paperwork to to him saying like oh hey washington don't go there they know you're going to be there and since he was a slave uh he he would just like say like oh i'm on i'm doing something for my master and they would just let him through like the british never questioned this guy because he was a slave not hercules mulligan but his slave uh and so he would just like walk right through and go straight to to like washington or whoever and just deliver these messages um and i guess like hercules i looked into it it's not in the musical like none of this is actually in the musical hamilton but uh I guess Hercules was the guy that Hamilton lived with when he first moved to America. Cause if you're not familiar with Hamilton, he actually is from, I think the, the Caribbean somewhere. Uh, it's unsure like who his parents are. Um, the, the musical, the first line is uh, how is it that the son of a, the bastard son of a whore or something, something like can become Hamilton essentially. Uh, and so that's kind of a funny beginning to the musical, but it's a, I didn't know that about Hamilton either. That he was basically a nobody from uh, the, the Caribbean because he's such a white-looking, you know, European guy. Which I assume he has a French descent if he's from the Caribbean.
1: More than uh, likely, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, so Hercules Mulligan is just such a fantastic character, uh, and it, it just in real life, like he's just a very interesting person to to research and look into. Uh, and then there's another guy, uh, the Marquis de Lafayette. He, so he was a French soldier or a French um, officer. He, he became an officer at the age of 13, which basically, for what I understand, means he came from money. So he, his family was well off and probably purchased his way into the military. That's uh, me kind of speculating, I guess. But, uh, but that doesn't mean like this guy didn't know what he was doing. Uh, he was a very smart like tactician. Uh, but he learned about the American Revolution and was just like, oh yeah, that looks honorable. And so he just like, hopped on a boat and came over to the United States uh, and just decided to join the revolution. Uh, and he became friends with Hamilton uh, and like those group, the group of friends that Hamilton kind of became friends with. And then once Hamilton got to a, a spot where he was kind of in with, with George Washington, cause he was George Washington's secretary more or less. Like he did a lot of, of um, uh, his writing, like letter he wrote his letters and stuff, I guess. Uh, and so then once he started getting more like washington was asking him for advice and stuff and he was like hey i know a guy he's like i got a guy who could be a spy i got a guy who could be a general and that's how he got from uh lafayette like into the military there and so he became a major general and he helped with like i think three major battles in the revolutionary war and got and he went back to france at one point to get help there and then after that war he he went back to France and helped with a ton of revolutionary stuff there. And so he's actually known as, like, this great, um, like, uh, like uh, I can't think of what, what the term is, but like a great soldier of two wo- of two worlds. And it's just like these are two in- very interesting people that we've never learned about, uh, like in high school or whenever we learned about this stuff, I guess. When did we learn about it? I would say do you, we learned about it in elementary school, I think, didn't we?
1: Elementary school and, uh, and middle school.
0: Yeah, well, when they made us, like, read Johnny Tremaine, and I just found out, what, like, two years ago, uh, you told me that Johnny Tremaine isn't real. Yeah, it's fiction. <laughs> which is hilarious.
1: It's a fictional book during yeah. uh, pre-Revolutionary War. It was pretty much a, uh, not propaganda, but propaganda. But basically propaganda, yeah. Which yeah, it, it was, uh, well, not even pre-Revolutionary War. It was during the Revolutionary War, it but did, yeah, it, it was.
0: takes place during the revolution. I think it was it was written, like, much later.
1: But, yeah, yeah it's there's like a way to
0: get it was a way to get like boys to learn about the Revolutionary War, I think, without them realizing it. Yeah.
1: Very, but, yeah. very interesting. I was actually looking up uh, Hamilton while you were talking, too. And yeah, uh, very interesting upbringing. Yeah. He's from Charleston mm-hmm. and uh, he was born in Charleston and he had a uh, a sibling, an older brother, and they were born out of wedlock.
0: Yeah, uh, like, I think his father just kind of, like, walked out on him. Um, I presume, well, I, I mean, nobody knows anything about this person. And from what I understand, too, nobody really knows anything about his mom. Like, she died young.
1: She was British, uh, half British, half uh, uh, French, and uh, his father was uh, a Scotsman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they know that, yeah.
1: It's weird, because his birthday is unknown. He He's got two yeah. different birthdays.
0: Yeah, and I think it's speculated that he or that he was like 19 when he came to go to college because uh, he went to New York. He wanted to go to King's College – or he went to King's College, I believe, which became oh, – what is King's College
1: now? Col- King's College, yep. Renamed Columbia. Columbia, yeah. So
0: that's where he went and became a lawyer. So he did a lot of the – he wrote a lot of our um, – uh, well, he was, in the, he was the Secretary of Treasury – and so he did a lot of our the start of just the, the way we handle money and stuff, and I guess he did a really good job of it.
1: I lived a lived a pretty good life. Uh, died at 49. I mean, and that was yeah, a good job. Did, but sure. even still, 49 that's he that's died a pretty young. good life expectancy for two hundred years ago. Yeah, well, and ago.
0: the what so the second half of that play, the musical is quite depressing and just horrible because of just how just bad of a person he kind of is um like I, I i don't know if it's worth i guess talking about this too much but like he he's so he's notoriously killed by aaron burr in the and um in a duel so i mean just the fact that he's the type of person who does duels but apparently he was very into them it seems like because uh, his son died in a duel defending hamilton's honor uh, and from what I, from what the musical makes it out to look like that he he pretty much encouraged his son, like, oh yeah, go do this duel. That's fine. And then his son gets killed. And then, um, and then he himself, like, he seemed to be of the mindset that like, nobody actually gets shot in a duel. Like nobody does that. And then, yeah, that was a bad way to think for twice in his life. <laughs> uh, but then like, just the reason why Aaron Burr even like challenged him to a duel, like he was pretty much asking for it. Uh he was antagonizing Aaron Burr like crazy. Which not to say Aaron Burr wasn't like kind of a not a great person either. But it's interesting. It was a good musical. The music's catchy. Uh it's a it's fun history to learn. I mean and it's not like hundred percent accurate. There's a lot of, you know, liberties taken. But good. Oh gosh. Yeah,
1: especially for something that happened over two hundred years ago
0: well 200 years ago and it's all hip hop music like there's one point where he said he's um during one of the rap battles with uh Jefferson Thomas Jefferson cuz Jefferson was over in France during the whole revolution uh so then he comes back afterwards and they're in the senate they're like both secretaries like in Washington's cabinet basically uh and so Washington wants them to kind of discuss these two options and one of the things that Hamilton says is like you were over in France while we were in the trenches and I just like look over and to my wife, and I'm just like, they didn't have trenches in the revolutionary war.
1: <laughs> no, no, but, um, no, they But I
0: didn't. mean, just that's something tiny and it just, but you know, it's just, it's, it's liberties. And it just makes the music sound good sort of thing, which you just kind of have to remember that when watching it and thinking about it as history.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I do love history. So when I get Disney plus again, eventually yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. I, I, I I love history a lot. It's the one th- subject that I excelled in greatly yeah. in school, and yeah. that's why, like I told you, if you like that and if you need yeah. a show to watch, I very much recommend Hell on Wheels because it yeah, takes you told me that. It, it takes place uh, during an era in history that's not widely shown.
0: Yeah, which it's uh, the expansion into the west, right? Like, yeah,
1: so it's, it's a, uh, well, it's it's it takes place during the Reconstruction era. Uh, oh, okay. But, yeah, and the Hell it's,
0: on Wheels being a train. Like kind of focused around trains, I imagine.
1: Uh yeah, what it is is just real quick, I'll explain. It takes it starts out in eighteen sixty five, right after Lincoln has been assassinated. It deals with the Reconstruction era, which was the ten to twenty ten to fifteen years after the Revolutionary War after the Civil War, where America was in ruins. Yep. And it deal it's not the focus of it, it's it's during that era. Plenty of it is discussed. But the show is dealing with the uh, railroads being built across America Mm. uh, from getting to the East Coast to the West Coast. And it primarily deals with the Union Pacific, which was the West Coast Railroad uh, heading – the East Coast Railroad heading west. And later on in seasons, it changes its focus to the – what, what did I say? The Central Pacific, which okay. was the uh, East, which was the West Coast Railroad that was built by the Chinese uh, going across. Oh, I didn't
0: realize that.
1: Oh, yes. This was something that the show actually got criticized for because mm-hmm. it, uh, for the first four seasons out of five, it mm-hmm. focused on the uh, the wet the uh, West, uh, the East going West. And yeah. they were criticized overshadowing the Chinese uh point of view
0: oh i didn't realize that i always thought that that was like some weird joke or something because um
1: the big lebowski joke
0: (laughs) no the big lebowski uh in the movie um oh in uh cannibal the musical Uh they actually i think they're japanese but maybe they were chinese but they had samurai swords so that made me think japanese Uh, and now i'm getting like confused about my my History there, but uh, it, like they kept running into these Chinese, I guess, folks, uh, just as they were wandering around. I don't know if you're familiar with
1: Cannibal, the musical. I have, I've never heard of it. Um,
0: it's uh, a movie, I guess, musical written by the guys who did South Park. Okay. Uh, they did it like right after basketball. Um, it's an okay movie. It's, I mean, it's just slapped. It's, I mean, it's South Park humor, I guess. Uh, but yeah, they keep running into these chinese guys who are posing as indians and so i, I thought it was just like a weird joke about I, the indians I, I didn't really get it or i didn't know no like really understand why it was supposed to be funny and now i kind of i guess get it yeah. a little more oh, oh yeah uh, the uh
1: the, the railroads well then
0: lone ranger to... had a thing with the chinese doing the railroads in, in it too the, the, yeah, the, the China- new disney
1: one the Chinese built our railroads. And did I know that. Yeah. Yes, hmm. and I mean, I the first reference I ever did. The reason I brought like ba- Big Lebowski up is because yeah. they kept calling him Chinaman, and Walter goes, uh, the, uh, he's like, uh, oh, he goes like, the Chinaman is not the issue. Uh, also, dude, Asian American, please. And hmm. Lebowski goes, Jesus, he didn't build the fucking railroads, Walter, and they uh that was like the first time i never knew it but yeah no the hmm. uh the show is a very unique point of view because this is post uh, civil war and the main character is a confederate soldier oh wow yes is that colmes Meany or somebody else no Cole Meany is thomas durant who is a uh, a real uh historical character who was in charge of yeah. building the railroads he was a railroad okay. tycoon and so
0: Just so everyone else knows, uh, Cole Meany is Chief O'Brien in Star Trek, and that's why I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: and I mean, I very much recommend it because it deals with a lot of topics because this is post-Civil War. Half of the cast are freed slaves. Oh, wow, okay. Yes, because uh, the Central Pacific, um, they employed freed slaves to help build the railroads, and so uh, some quite... Uh, it, the show is doesn't have a lot of well known actors. Meany's in it if you followed Star Trek. Yeah. Surprisingly, Anton Mount is the main character, and he is now a big name in Star Trek because.
0: Oh yeah, he, he's one of the captains.
1: He's Captain Pike in Star Trek yeah, Discovery. Yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah, in Discovery, he, not the movies. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he also had a stint in Marvel where he played Black Bolt in the in um. Yes. In the inhuman show that I still have not watched, but I want to watch it. I don't
0: think anyone's watching it. That's
1: no, that's album. unfortunate. I heard it was really bad, but I still want to watch it. Like yeah. He's a really, really good actor. And mm-hmm. uh, he, the only thing that I ever knew him from, not because I saw it, but because I looked him up, was he played the mm-hmm. love interest in that Britney Spears movie when we were young, Crossroads.
0: <laughs> Which you saw twice. I never seen it. Oh. Oh. But oh, no, uh, it was uh, Spice World. I saw Spice saw.
1: World once in theater. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he it's a its a really good show that deals with, I mean, it's a fictional show. It's a fictional interpretation of the building of the railroads, but yeah. I can't recommend it enough. I actually, since we've done the podcast, I went back and I marathoned the whole show. Oh, dang.
0: How long did I, that take? What? How long did the marathon take?
1: A week. Oh, okay, that's not bad. And no, the show's five seasons long, and yeah. it's between ten and thirteen episodes a season, so it's roughly oh, okay. around sixty episodes. So yeah, I mean, oh,
0: well, that's not bad at all.
1: No, I watch about four or five um, a day on my work days, and mm-hmm. then I watched, I, I marathoned, I think the first uh, three seasons on my day off, just because I mean, it's a show that wow. I absolutely love. Is it and an hour I, episode? Uh, about forty, yeah, forty minutes. Okay. So I, it's a show that I just absolutely love. And yeah. It's a show that I saw a trailer for when um, it was first announced because they showed the trailer during Walking Dead. And mm-hmm. I remember laughing and saying, huh, canceled. Yeah. And after the first season came out, I saw it on DVD for like $15 at Target because mm-hmm. it, was, it was a sale. And I said, you know what? I really I kind of laughed at this show, but I like history for 15 bucks. I'll watch it. And I just fell in love with it.
0: Yeah, and, you've been telling me to watch the show for years now.
1: Yeah, so. I, I recommend it to everybody. It's a very yeah. good show, and I had a supervisor at my job who also loved it. Like he absolutely adored it, and oh. I can't recommend it enough. But yeah, it's 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 an amazing part of our history dealing with uh, the freed slave era, having yeah. carpetbaggers sweep in and uh, take advantage of the South yeah. and other areas that were in. Um, that were completely destroyed. Yeah. Very, very good show. I can't recommend it, but we should probably talk about video games.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, we've been talking for like 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, video. So we, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure where we left off. Um, but we can probably just start on what PlayStation era. Sure. All right. Uh, I mean, okay. So then starting there, I guess, uh, what the game? The games that I always think of. Well, let's see. We didn't really even get to it with Super Nintendo, but uh, I brought it up. The reason why I wanted to talk video games in the first place was Chrono Trigger. Uh, yeah. Did we talk about that last time?
1: we talked about it on previous podcasts
0: yeah but like so a game that you and i at least have bonded over uh throughout our friendship is, is chrono trigger mm-hmm. um and Originally think,
1: a super nintendo game that i don't think either of us played on super nintendo mm,
0: i played it a little bit because my brother had it uh oh, okay. when, when like when we had super nintendo when that was like the thing to have and i he got it because we played final fantasy 3 Uh, And it's made by Squaresoft, who made that game as well. And so I played a lot of Final Fantasy III. I don't know that I'd ever really played any other RPGs. And yeah, my brother had it, uh, Chrono Trigger. And uh, I played it a little bit. I mostly, uh, in true little brother fashion, which um, I guess I sent the joke about the book Ready Player Two coming out. Uh, there's There's a lot of jokes about how Ready Player Two is actually just Ready Player One, but you have to let your older brother read it. And then you um, only get to read it when he's bored with it, um, and that's pretty much how Chrono Trigger was with me. So I, I think I had one save game out of the three save slots because Wes got the other. You know, it was his game, so he got the two, but he was nice enough to let me have one. Uh, and yeah, so it it was a game I played a little bit of, but I don't think I really played it until it came out on the PlayStation, which is maybe why I was I, I always think of it as a PlayStation game. Um, so it came out in the uh, Final Fantasy anthology or Final, Fan- Final Fantasy Chronicles, I think, which was uh, Final Fantasy V, uh, Chrono Trigger, and maybe Final Fantasy. F- it might have been four and five in Chrono Trigger. I don't remember now. It
1: was uh, two. It was Final Fantasy four and Chrono Trigger was part of that uh, that disc
0: set. Oh, okay. I have that. I have it. It's in my closet. I don't want to go dig for it though. But um, yeah. So I and I hundred percent only bought it for Chrono Trigger. I couldn't. That Final Fantasy game wasn't great. I, played, uh, I think I played
1: it because I had it. But. I agree. You showed <laughs> it to me. You said, "Hey, you like the Dragon Ball Z designs. This is the Dragon Ball D Z design. Yeah, the same, it was Obviously, the same. Obviously, I right? was. I got hooked right then and there, and I picked it up too because I had a PS One,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I think I. Yeah, I think I had a PS One already, or I I got a PS One and I got mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger for it. But yeah, it came with a Final Fantasy IV, which mm-hmm. was at the time regard like it still is regarded as a good game but oh man yeah that's a super nintendo game that looks like a nintendo game
0: final fantasy 4 yeah yeah i did i'm guessing it was an early early one or something oh
1: super early one like it was probably one of the i think it ah, man it was early early like probably two probably 92 or 93 game which was beginning of the lifespan of the super nintendo
0: and it never came to America until that
1: because we didn't it came get... out as Final Fantasy two.
0: Oh, it did. So we yeah. got one, four and then six as one, two and three. OK, yes, <laughs> uh, which. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Chrono Trigger is it was just a fantastic game. Uh, it, it's always funny. I, I've tried to explain it to a couple of people and whenever you have to talk about it. So I I don't know if it's a great idea to describe the game other than just it's a time travel game where you're fighting an immense alien and there's a lot of magic.
1: That's, uh that's it that's all you but really
0: have to say whenever whenever i try to talk about it to anybody they just kind of get glassy-eyed and just don't seem to care yeah uh, but it's always fun when you run into like a new friend who has played it and you yes. just have like a best friend for life it's that's... amazing because uh i met another guy as an adult who played it as a kid and we just talked forever about it it was a lot of fun and so it's just one of those games i guess
1: uh, uh it's I, have, great. <laughs> I i i've had two different experiences tom yeah is a big uh-huh. fan of Chrono Trigger. Tom yes. has the cartridge, and it's yep. it, it costs between three and five hundred dollars. Did he buy it?
0: Uh, at that he amount, got it at
1: half or? price books for pennies. Yeah, a long time ago, very long time ago, before yeah, yeah, it jacked yeah. up in price, and he's considered selling it a few times. And I, I've always told him, don't do it. And but yeah, Tom and I has a huge love for it. He loved it because he played it when he was younger, uh, and I remember drawing chrono in high school and mm-hmm. another guy who was a pretty big nerd he criticized me for being a fan of it
0: what criticize him for knowing about it and not being a fan for it he
1: criticized me being someone who only played it for the playstation and never played it for the Super oh, one of those I
0: mean, that's like hating on people for being weezer fans because they only like had ever heard the green album
1: and being like, criticized by another nerd is like yeah uh, oh it's, it's it's really cringy and he yeah. i remember he's like you only pl- i guarantee you've only played it for the playstation um, and i remember always kind of it's 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 that it's that hipsterish mentality like that of yeah, yeah. well of just arrogance of like i played it when it actually came out or yeah. it's like oh you listen to cd's or mp3's i only listen to <laughs> It's that kind of yeah. attitude, and I mean, the thing is, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, I still remember that because it was something that I was passionate with, and to find yeah. someone else who liked it, only to give me a snobbish attitude about it because of how I played the game, that stuck with me. Uh, yeah, whatever. but so, yeah, it, that is uh, that is something too. I mean, we talked about that. That kind of criteria, that kind of uh, persona, does exist in the video games too. I mean. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about video games. This was a time when there were three, uh, three consoles going at it. Uh, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, going back to what pl- are you talking about? PlayStation time.
1: I was talking about PlayStation during what? that time. That was also during the uh six, the Nintendo sixty four and the uh, uh GameCube. Not at the, the GameCube, time. uh, the oh, uh, the Dreamcast. Oh or yeah, because GameCube Sega is Sega Saturn is a slash PS2 Dreamcast
0: uh yeah so Dreamcast did sega saturn become the dreamcast that was two different things right
1: no but it, they were about the same time the yeah, cast oh, preceded the uh the uh saturn
0: yeah my cousins had a. I think they had a dreamcast uh and i think i only ever played pandemonium on that that's such a weird game like i've a never touched one. I've never, yeah, one I've never seen one yeah I was never impressed with that system. Um, I was never impressed with Sega control. in general. Whatever happened to the Jaguar? Was that Super like Super Nintendo equivalent?
1: Yeah. No, Jaguar was Sega.
0: Oh, that was... Yeah, Super Nintendo, Sega, Jaguar.
1: Well, I mean, the Nintendo didn't have anything to do with it.
0: No, Jaguar wasn't. Well, that was Sega? Yeah. Sega, Sega made the Jaguar?
1: Atari. It wasn't,
0: yeah, that's what it was. It was 93. Well, uh,
1: yeah. I think that was the final nail on the hammer for Atari with uh, uh, hardware.
0: Yeah. Well, wasn't that like an impressive system? Because it was kind of ahead of its time, wasn't it? It was just like super... Yeah, it was 64-bit. Um, which is what the PlayStation is. Um, yeah, no, and, then, 32 and, then, and
1: then... No, 32-bit. And bit. then
0: the N64 was 64 oh, oh, you're
1: right. 64-bit. No, it was a 64-bit. The PlayStation? No, the, uh, the Jaguar.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Jaguar were 64. and 64 was 64, obviously, I guess. Um, yeah, and then and the PlayStation. PlayStation.
1: Sega Genesis were 16.
0: Yeah. So I don't remember, uh, I guess, going... So Sega Saturn. I don't know that I remember any Sega Saturn games. I don't know that I ever played one. Uh, and then Sega Saturn ga- uh, Dreamcast, another system I never played much.
1: I played the Dreamcast. It had yeah. a lot of... Uh, the Dreamcast had a very short life. It yeah. only lasted like 2 years if that and mm-hmm. it failed due to piracy mainly
0: oh was it like open platform or something or just easy to burn discs
1: you could burn the discs and play yeah. them it uh, had no uh it c- it used c a u cdrs yeah and uh unprotected cdrs so you mm. could legitimately put a dream a sega dreamcast game in your computer burn it and then put it on another disc and play it. And I do know someone who I went to high school with yeah. who pretty much spent an entire summer renting every Sega Dreamcast game at the rental stores in our hometown oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and made his entire game library. Wow. Yep, and that's why the Dreamcast failed, mainly. Yeah. There were a couple other reasons, but yeah. that was the main reason, is that it wasn't disc-protected
0: well let's see like uh big games for that though like what, wasn't crazy taxi on there
1: yeah it was a launch game
0: yeah and i remember that being a pretty big game i, I never played it until a couple years ago i went to uh up down and they have it there they are like that arcade bar downtown mm-hmm. uh and I, I didn't i don't think i even played it i just watched a guy play it and it looked like a lot of fun it's a it was an interesting game uh but it, i mean it's basically just i guess it'd be more fun to play grand theft auto because
1: you could do more stuff <laughs> <laughs> it did but, a lot i mean it had sonic of course i think it yeah. had i believe it had tekken and street fighter not exclusive but, but it yeah had I was gonna those. Say those weren't
0: exclusive so uh it's, that was kind of at a time too where sonic didn't seem as big of a deal like i played a lot of sonic for the on just this on the the regular the genesis but i guess i was kind of done with sonic by that time
1: oh oh wow yeah yeah it lasted less than a year <laughs> wow Oh, that's the right Oh, happened. two years, I guess. That's lifespan was altogether. But uh yeah. um yeah, and it was an amazing system. It was a really good graphic system. It just <laughs> it was just very poorly uh handled, unfortunately. And then yeah. uh but yeah, for PlayStation, I didn't have a lot of games for it. I had a PS one and I got yeah. a PS one when PS two came out, so I was a generation behind. And yeah. I, I held the up main... on my
0: PS one for a long time. What I held on to my PS1 for a long time. I,
1: I got I, I acquired a PS2 from a friend about a year and a half, two years after I got mine. I had yeah. uh, I had Chrono Trigger, of course. I had Tony Hawk 2, mm-hmm. uh, Chrono Cross, the sequel to Chrono Trigger. I yeah, had,
0: which was a fantastic game.
1: It's a good game. It's beautiful and it, it's very long. It's the, one of the only RP. It's that and Chrono Trigger are the only RPGs that I enjoyed. And mm-hmm. uh, really trying to think, I had. Uh, Oh, boy. Uh, Those are the only three games that really stand out. I remember Mm. Mm – I cannot remember any other games I had for the PlayStation 1.
0: Okay. So for PS1, I played a lot of uh, Chrono Cross. Uh, Metal Gear Solid was a real good one for me, Um, which was like – again, it's another one of those – anime-ish like it's a very american but has very a lot of anime qualities to it because the whole like metal gear is a giant mech that you
1: oh no Uh, metal gear is a straight japanese uh, franchise yes it is but the whole military
0: like all the characters seem very western Um, it's
1: it's cinematic it's western cinematic because hideo kojima is an enormous for all intended purposes hideo kojima should be a filmmaker and not a game producer yeah
0: yeah but like every i mean so the whole metal gear franchise which i i've not played a lot of um but from what i understand any game any of those games that he has a hand in it's a fantastic game and you
1: should play it um yeah, but yeah, they as long made as you it you are okay with sitting down and putting the controller down and watching
0: no the, the metal the gear game,
1: 3 was bad uh, yeah the final a cutscene is 45 minutes long
0: uh well yeah so there's
1: a lot of cutscenes, but
0: like the game itself like the gameplay is sneaking around putting claymore mines on people's backs and running away as they blow up stuff like that but uh but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of cinematic to it that's for sure but that's
1: jima in general
0: yeah but it was a fun game i played it multiple times and loved it but I, I like those you don't like those kinds of games as much as i do i guess yeah um,
1: uh stealth games are not my um stealth games are not my um my good thing or good yeah. are or my strength i should say it's
0: and i get that like there it's it's a weird thing to play and i don't i don't know yeah but like so a couple other games Games that I love there's a game called Sukuden, uh which is based in a Japanese legend of 108 warriors um, and I'm not super familiar with the actual legend itself uh, but Sukaden has like went on to do so uh, sorry what it is is it's a game about like this kingdom and the king has been influenced by this witch and so he's gone evil and there are like eight general eight maybe six i don't know there's there's a handful of generals that kind of are in charge of different regions and you as a character you're the son of one of the generals and your best friend is turns out to be like 100 or 200 years old but he, even though he looks like a little boy mm-hmm. and it's because he has this special magic glove that has like the most powerful rune in the world. And so the game consists of like all these runes that give you magic abilities. Uh, Some of the generals have one and that gives them kind of some weird ability. Like there's one that's basically a vampire because of this one rune that he has.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And you you basically, you realize like who this witch is and that they're influencing the, the King or Emperor in a weird way. And so you kind of defect and you go join the resistance and you end up leading the resistance and, you go through and you defeat each general uh, individually, and then eventually you get to the witch and you have to fight her. Yeah, uh, it's a fantastic game. Very like good, amazing story. It's a very long RPG though. It's probably one of the harder RPGs I ever played as a kid. Which I don't know that doesn't mean much because I I don't know that I was ever actually that good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game went on to have several sequels. Uh, I think the PS2 had them mostly i don't know if there's one on the ps3 but if you ask my brother he's he's played them all i think or at least a couple of them and i guess suikiden 2 was way more popular than suikiden 1 was um and i don't know just just an interesting game the gameplay like you had you had six characters as you went into battle and it was like the first game i ever played where like you had uh, characters with different range abilities so mm-hmm. you'd want to put like short range people in the front row cuz you had two rows and then mid and long range people in the back. And if a mid ranger was in the back, they weren't as powerful as if they were in the front sort of thing. So the strategy was, there's a little bit more strategy than a, the typical um, strat, like uh, RPG, I feel like um, and it was a lot more fantasy. Like it, that game itself felt way more dungeons and dragons than like any other RPG I think I ever played. Um, and it, it introduced me to a lot more fantasy things than, I guess, even, like, other Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger ever did, uh, with, like, the demi-humans, like, half-dog, half-people pe- things, and um, more dwarves and elves and stuff like that. It's a, it's a good game, though. I play it fairly frequently. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I guess in the PlayStation, just the, like, just whatever, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, uh, ridge racer revolution was like the first game we ever had so we did a lot of racing but i don't know i i enjoyed that system quite a bit i held on onto it for for a long time i didn't want to i i held off on getting a ps2 for a very long time um but the ps2 was a solid system too it lasted forever
1: yeah i i i really i had a playstation 2 and i again I have no memory of the games I owned for. it. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. I all I remember is uh, it still had no it still had no internal um, uh, uh, saving ability. It was still based on memory cards.
0: And I remember Final Fantasy X fr- came out with a hard drive, so you could buy a hard drive eventually, but yeah. it didn't come that way. Yeah.
1: No, and I just uh, remember. The biggest memory I have about PlayStation 2 is it played DVDs and also so many times getting error reading disc on games. Oh really? Yeah, all the time. Like all the I time I had too. I ended up hating the system. Like I I legitimately hmm. hated the system in the end and I I ended up getting an Xbox I think in 2004 way uh, years after it came, finally came out and that was more or less the game system that I had way more appreciation okay. into that. Now, this said, um, I think it's easy to say, say right now. There's not much to discuss about with Nintendo anymore. I don't. I <laughs> have never owned another Nintendo that, system.
0: Yeah. So the, uh, after the '64, which I didn't so even own, K- I
1: owned a Super, and that was it. I've yeah. never bought another Nintendo console
0: i think i i had a 64 late uh i bought it or i i did a weird trade with some friends and i ended up with a no no i got a gamecube that's how i got my gamecube uh yeah i don't think i ever had a 64 um i only ever played it at our friend's uh travis's house um a little bit we played a lot of goldeneye for the 64 that's really uh goldeneye and i guess uh mario kart um is that the is that the, was that the first system for um, Super Smash Brothers or was that GameCube? It was Game I don't Cube. remember. Oh,
1: okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I never played it. I, I've, yeah, I, I've never played them. And this is the the biggest uh, thing I can say about Nintendo. Uh, they're financially, publicly, everything. They're not. But to me, they're a complete failure of a company. <laughs> and I, I'm yeah. sorry. But for me, they're a complete failure because they have not made a console since Super Nintendo that I've ever wanted to buy or um, and play I, games on because I they agree. always feel a generation behind the current China, uh, current other consoles. Yeah, well... Like the I 64 mean, so was a failure, too, by the way. Like, it lasted a long time. Yeah. It was a failure. Um,
0: All the games were really weird. Like, it seemed like everything had a cartoony feel to it. Like, nothing didn't,
1: I, oh, I, don't know. I I've been watching a lot of the gaming historian that Lee mm-hmm. recommended the last podcast, and yeah, yeah. I've learned a lot about these things. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of companies won't, uh, still won't, but wouldn't work with Nintendo on games because Nintendo was still relying on the cartridge system. When the PlayStation came in, it was disc, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. a, a sixty four, um, a Nintendo sixty four cartridge can only hold like 15 megabytes of of information whereas wow. uh the yeah it was it was something weird oh wait no maybe i was thinking i think it was like 70 megabytes even then still okay. it's nothing uh mm-hmm. whereas a standard cdr can hold mm-hmm. 700 megabytes yeah what and which they is felt interesting. Using, a, using a cartridge like other yeah. companies could not do it and Uh, So a lot of companies turned away from Nintendo, and that's why a lot of Nintendo's titles are not, say, kid-orientated, but Mm -hmm. very Nintendo-produced, and it's because uh, companies don't want to work with them due mm -hmm. to the the, the censorship restrictions, but on top of... The hardware restrictions.
0: Yeah, well, that's interesting too, because like with the 64, you never got any like multi-cartridge games. But for the PlayStation, especially with RPGs, there were so many games that had two, three, or four discs. And that's like what, Final, one thing oh, I learned
1: while re- yeah. watching this stuff is uh, the biggest blow a company did to Nintendo was mm-hmm. Square. Like for all intended purposes, Final Fantasy 7 probably should have gone on the 64 but there was mm. no way in hell they were going to be able to put that oh, game. Oh yeah. On yeah, cuz that was the
0: first that was the first final fantasy that left Nintendo cuz that was uh cause 6 was on super it was 3, they had and then 7 went to the NASA. PlayStation, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I was so it, about I mean, they couldn't even put that game on one disc, let alone even attempting to put it on a cartridge. Yeah. And it followed a lot of other game uh companies. Uh Capcom left Nintendo too. All these yeah. companies didn't want to make games for them Mm. because they were so restricted to the content they could not content but the technology. And it has hurt Nintendo. The sixty four happened. The GameCube came out. The GameCube's a very pretty system, but again, little mini discs. Yeah, Uh, those discs were tiny. Yeah, yeah, and then you have the Wii, which the Wii was revolutionary. It still didn't look very good. The Wii came out during Mm. Uh, a little before the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. but even then, games that were ported from, say, the 360 or the PlayStation 2 still couldn't perform even on the Wii, and they had to redesign games. My fa- One of my favorite franchises is Dead Rising, and yeah. they did port Dead Rising over to the Wii, yeah. and they had to shrink the map and remove features in the game just to accommodate its mm. engine. That makes and,
0: sense, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that yeah. was that game. That system was almost geared towards like family-friendly stuff, anyway, wasn't it? That was now, cool. I, I, And and like there's like the the ease or something like the little avatars you Like really, the, the highlight of that
1: system I, is that what they're called? Amiibos, yeah. Oh. Uh,
0: and like the highlight of that system, and the only reason I ever played it, I feel like, was to play those goofy little like sports games.
1: Yeah, um, like
0: bowling week. and yeah. archery. Yeah.
1: One game. One game runs for me on those. I had a friend who who got it. He's a Nintendo mm-hmm. uh, fanboy. Not insultingly to sound, but he is a Nintendo fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a friend of Lee. Lee is as well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but we came out, came over. Uh, we played it. And... I was bored within less than an hour. I didn't want to play anymore. I didn't want to play Mario Tennis. I didn't want to play ten- uh, Wii Tennis. I didn't want to play Wii Bowling. Uh, uh, I didn't yeah. want to do Wii Baseball. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't really... I'm not a big fan of motion controls. Yeah. And that's what that was. It was motion control game. And so I... But, like, my sister has a Wii. My parents yeah. even have a Wii. And yeah, yeah,
0: my mom like, has a Wii. That's everybody funny. has
1: one. <laughs> I, I didn't want one because... I didn't care, yeah. and there was nothing it was yeah. offering. And even even yeah. that said, uh, I, I I don't like any of the games that they were making. I don't like where they took Zelda. I don't like where they took Mario. I mm-hmm. really am just not a fan of the direction Nintendo took. I was talking to Lee about this. I, I hate the over-the-shoulder gameplay of Mario and and Zelda. I prefer top-down Zelda, and I prefer side-scrolling Mario.
2: Mm
1: -hmm, mm So I've never Um, been able to get hooked back into Nintendo. Like, the Wii U was a complete flop. It wasn't a good system. Yeah. And the Switch Um, has uh, regained confidence. It's still, like, when the Switch was coming out, you know what third-party game they were promoting for it? Do you remember this at all, or did you ever hear about it?
0: When the Switch first came out,
1: uh, I mean, other than Zelda? No, I mean third-party game, like a, a non-Nintendo-affiliated game. Do you remember what they kept Uh-oh. promoting?
0: I don't, no, I don't know. Was it like a horror game? Skyrim!
1: Oh, really? A seven-year-old old game! Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm laughing, and there's people going, I could play Skyrim. Oh, cool, I could play Skyrim too for the last seven years. Yeah, hmm. like that's the weirdest uh, thing. I, I rolled my eyes about it.
0: Yeah, I, so I like, think yeah, I remember that now that you say it too. Yeah, they they that did have a slow start for sure. Um, one thing I have to say too, uh, just you know neither of us have played these newer Nintendo systems, and I might I know I'll, I'll throw a link. And I, I watched I watched this a long time ago. It just kind of popped in my head, but there's a a comic book creator. I don't know how many comic books he created, but I met him at a con. Uh, He was tabling next to me and Tom uh, at the, I don't know, one of the ones here in Des Moines. But uh, his, what is his name? I can't remember all of a sudden now that it matters. Uh, But he has a YouTube channel called The Game Apologist, um oh nick nick media i think um but he had an episode a long time ago where he defends the the wii u which i thought was interesting he does a lot of he did a lot of videos on sonic uh which is funny too but he he talks about like you know these bad games and systems and kind of tries to look at the brighter side so and i'm not going to defend the the You know, or repeat what he said, because mostly because I don't remember right now. I just remember that he does defend these things. So he's an interesting person to possibly look at. I'll put the link in the show notes.
1: Lee texted me and said he doesn't want us talking about Xbox because he wants to talk about Xbox. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Yeah. And so we, I, that being said too, I was hoping Lee would be available for this conversation and we can, we can maybe keep away from the Xbox. We're running low on time anyway. That is totally uh, fine.
1: I don't want to talk about Xbox either right yeah, now because it's a, uh, it's a 20 year old, uh, a 20 year old uh, gaming, uh, gaming franchise, but there's a lot in Xbox and, and that it is a, a it is a console that you and I are both quite familiar. Yeah. With. So,
0: yeah. yeah, I didn't have an Xbox, the original Xbox. Uh, I think I hopped on board with the Xbox one and I've gone back then to play some 360 games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, oh, no, no. I had an Xbox in like uh, because I lived with my brother uh, right after I graduated. I moved in with my brother for a year. Uh, and so I got to play the Xbox because he had one. Um, but yeah, so we can we can save that for next time.
1: So this will be like a three episode. Yeah, something that, like that. Eventually down the road, we'll get to it. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So I guess then is there any other systems to talk about then? Outside of I Xbox? don't own a
1: PS3 and I've never played one, so I can't really uh, talk about okay, it. OK,
0: so yeah, PS3, I had one. Or um, a PS4,
1: I should say. I don't own either. I stopped at PlayStation yeah. 2 because yeah. I transitioned to Xbox.
0: Yeah. So I transitioned to the Xbox after the PS3. Uh it was a it was a bit of a difficult decision I think I had. Um but I just decided I hadn't had an I hadn't had an Xbox since what freshman year of college, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh so I wanted to be able to go back and play some old games and I found out that the the Xbox One still goes and I don't know if it plays originals but you can at least uh i don't know that i was actually interested i wanted to play 360 games and so there
1: it is backwards but there it is limited not and i don't mean to say i that might sound a little dirty and negative it's not there is an enormous library of backwards compatibility
0: and so i got the xbox one knowing that i could probably play any game i i wanted to play for the from the 360 uh which i kind of have already um but yeah, so that's why I switched over from the PS4, and I almost, I, I almost regret it just because of Final Fantasy VII coming out and hearing about that, and then I, The Last of Us, but since I've seen that, I'm not that as interested. But so going back to the PS3 though, um, the PS3, I, I remember two or three games that I really enjoyed for that, uh, The Last of Us being one of them, which was what it was at the time a phenomenal game i don't know that i really would care to replay it
1: um it, i don't it was know inter- if it's really worth replayability if you've already yeah. experienced it unless you're yeah. a diehard fan
0: well the the replayability would come in in with how challenging you want to play it so like if you play it initially on easy mode it's a completely different game to play on difficult mode because uh my boss he he was playing it at the same time that i was uh, or a- shortly after I played it. Cause I think I was talking about it a lot at work and he played it on the hardest level, like, cause he was a big gamer. And so he played it on the on the absolute hardest way to play it. And it, it sounded like a completely different game. Like he was figuring things out that I never even like considered uh, mm-hmm. just because like he had to like strategize more than I did. Yeah. Uh, and so it just it just changes the gameplay completely, which was interesting. Like the weird thing about that game, which he found out and I didn't, is that you pick up ammo for the weapons that you're using, which is just completely weird to me. Yeah, but and I maybe that's common with games, but he thought Certain was ones. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, that, it kind of makes sense because that's the ammo you're using. That's the ammo you need. But yeah, I, I guess that is a staple.
1: That is a normal staple. You yeah. only pick up ammo that for guns that accommodate you. Halo was like that. Yeah. Um, other ga- cool. other games that yeah. I'm, the, I, I'm a fan of there. They're like that. Like. Yeah. They, you only pick up ammo that you can oh. use you don't store other ones but then or again i understand where you're coming from
0: universal ammo or something like that but yeah that,
1: well, but if you're an rpg fan you're probably accustomed to picking everything oh, up
0: well in, in rpg like you you're never concerned with ammo unless it has to do i think in final fantasy 8 well uh, i don't mean buy
1: ammo but i mean like items, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah items in and, general yeah yeah
0: in rpgs you're you're cutting down every bush smashing every pot picking up everything yeah at least if you play like you know a, a legitimate person, which is a joke because of our earlier conversation. But uh, yeah. And then uh, another, I, th- I swear it's the PlayStation Three, a fan, a game that was surprisingly very good. It might have been a PS2 game now that I think about it. But uh, The Chronicles of Riddick: Escape from Butcher Bay, an is an amazing game for for a video game based on like a weird movie that nobody seemed to watch.
1: Um. <sighs> They Which resurrected if, a franchise. Oh, they resurrected Wolfenstein.
0: Yeah, Wolfenstein came out for the, the PS3? Uh, the,
1: the one that, well, the, uh, the company, uh, when Bethesda, Bethesda and the company that owns Bethesda acquired id, uh, Wolfenstein hadn't been touched for a very lengthy amount of time, over five years, yeah. and I the company was, who created PS2. Butcher's... What? That's PS4. Well, no, no. I'm just saying back then, uh, the company oh. that created Butcher's Bay, they were also acquired by the company that owns Bethesda, and they oh. wanted to make a game. Yeah. And they asked, "What games can we ta- can we use?" And they listed off all these IPs that they acquired. And they said, "Hey Wolfenstein, can we do that?" So the company that create that uh, created Riddick, uh, Butcher's Bay, they're the ones that created. Uh, 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 Wolfenstein New Order and such. Like, the past 10 hmm. years of Wolfenstein games are, are thanks to the the developers behind Butcher's Bay.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know... That.
1: I just found it out last night watching Wolfenstein on gaming historic. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Well, the okay, so the interesting thing about Escape from Butcher Bay uh, is, like, the gameplay is uh, completely different than anything I was expecting. Because I, I was expecting a first-person shooter. But the bulk of the game is actually like you're running around or you're walking like it's in three parts i guess the first part you're in like a normal what you would expect sci-fi prison to be i guess uh there's like two hallways and you're kind of going around chatting with other inmates and you're actually doing a lot of like weird social climbing so you have to like talk to the right guys and get like get information on like other inmates to be able to like kind of pull some strings and get be able to get uh, into like certain areas and then eventually like you kind of escape and you get to like the computer where you can uh, program the, the uh, guards weapons so that they work with your fingerprints. Cause like the weapons are all fingerprint. And if you don't, if you're not in the system, you get electrocuted or something like that. And so you program all the weapons to work for you and then you're able to like kind of escape, but then you get captured. So that's you're in single max and then you get put into the double max section. Because in the movie, he makes a joke about how it's a triple max prison. And so then, yeah, you get into the double max area, which is a little bit bigger. Uh, No, it's not as big, but, like, there's more security and, like, the guards are, like, just heftier. Uh, And you kind of have to do it again, like, go around again and redo, like, the social climbing um, while, like... But at that point, you're doing a little bit more sneaking around and you can kind of go into, like, the back areas. And then you eventually go, like, into this weird, like, underground area where, like, there are these weird, like, inmates that have kind of become, like, goblins, sort of. And you get – and that's when you meet the weird goddess lady, and she gives you the ability to see – so you can already kind of see in the dark, like he does in the movies. But then she gives him the ability to, like, really see in the dark, and, like, all of a sudden, like – the game becomes really interesting because it does become more of a first-person shooter at that point and like there's more strategy with like getting into the dark or shooting out the lights which is interesting because you could shoot out the lights and just doing stuff like that and then after that you get put in the at the very end of the game you're in the triple max area where you're basically in stasis and you're let out for like 10 seconds every it doesn't matter but like every day or week or something like that and you have to like figure out in that in those 10 seconds how to escape and then you escape and basically run down the hallway you kill the the guy the guy in charge of the prison and then you escape in his personal spaceship (laughs) but uh it was just such a good game like just being completely different than like any other like game of its type i guess and i remembered uh like reading in like one of the last like playstation magazines i think i got like they were just praising this game like crazy. And I was just like, there's no way that game can be that good. And so I got it. Cause like, kind of like what you said with hell on wheels, like it was just really, really like just dirt cheap at the store one day. So I was just like, all right, I'll give this a chance. It's like five bucks or something. And so it's such a good game though.
1: I think yeah, that was I a couple games like that, where I see they're really cheap and I'll give them a go Figured, <clears throat> Yeah. If I spend less than 20 bucks, it's not truly a waste of money.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Man, I, I mean, and, I work up the street from Jay's now. Jay's CD and Hobby, uh, which I feel like we've probably talked about in this show, uh, or at least mentioned. <laughs> but it's um, what, like a hobby store. There's a lot of comic books.
1: Pawn Shop uh, for Nerds. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Pawn Shop for Nerds. That's a good way to say it. They have and records and old CDs and stuff too. But uh, yeah, I'll pop in there. Usually to kind of just look at comic books because it's the closest to work. But then uh, I usually go over to the video games and just see like, since I got the Xbox at least, and just kind of see what's cheap. Yeah, um, stuff like that, and I've gotten a couple Nintendo uh, cartridges and stuff to just hang on the walls.
1: Yeah,
0: I like, I like to look at stuff.
1: I'm uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I have nothing to really contribute with PlayStation. I really have yeah. nothing to add. Yeah. I I haven't bought one in a long time. So, and if Lee wants to uh, talk about Xbox, yeah, um, I think the only thing I can really talk about anymore is well, I don't. Uh, I'll enjoy Nintendo and their consoles. I I can say that I absolutely love their handheld consoles.
0: Uh oh, like DS and
1: I've I've owned every iteration of a DS. Yeah, you have. I did. Uh, I well, it goes back to I never owned a Game Boy. Um, I owned a Game Gear, a Sega Game Gear. Yeah. <laughs> that and was such a...
0: Battery Eater is really all I remember about
1: that. yeah. you always had to keep it plugged into the wall. Yeah. I I loved my game gear. I had a lot of games for it. I had Columns. I had Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Uh, Uh, I had Uh, X-Men. I had quite a couple games for it. Uh, But I didn't own any of the Sonic games, surprisingly. But I had that. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't get a Game Boy. Didn't get a Game Boy Color. Uh, you, I remember you had the first Game Boy Advance.
0: Yeah, I did have a Game Boy Advance. I, yep, I
1: remember playing it with I you. Didn't,
0: I didn't have any good games for it, though. I think I bought Pokemon.
1: You did. You had Pokemon Pikachu or something like that. I do remember yeah. that. I yeah. Owned, I owned the Game The Game Boy Advance SD, which was the flip out that, that looked like the, uh, when it flipped out, it looks like the classic Game Boy. And the reason I love the Game Boy Advance, it was a handheld Super Nintendo. Yeah. And I had yeah. Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past for it, mm-hmm. and I had I went in high school. I really liked to play in Yu-Gi-Oh, so I had some Yu-Gi-Oh games. What? I had, uh, I had, a, I think I had a Mario game, but yeah, I had quite a few uh, games for it, and I really loved it. I really loved that thing a lot. And when the DS came out, I wasn't a fan of the DS right away, but the moment they announced in 2008, so I don't know, it was like two years after the uh, – no, no, God, no, like three or four years after it came out. They announced they were porting Chrono Trigger, and they were remastering it with the PlayStation cutscenes but also adding dungeons to it and mm. extra levels that crossed into Chrono Cross that I bought one. And I didn't
0: know that it – I guess it had stuff to do with Chrono Cross.
1: The dr- the main villain in is, is in Chrono is – isn't it? Uh, the that? Dream Devourer, or, or Lavos, is in it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And
1: he's merged with uh, Scala. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in it. After you beat the game, you in can Cro- fight the Dream... Uh, Well, the, you can fight him, and... In
0: Chrono Cross, you're saying?
1: In Chrono Trigger. Oh, oh interesting. They added huh. the main villain of Chrono Cross into Chrono Trigger. It's a bonus, and huh. it ties up some of the continuity with the character of Dalton, too. Oh, cool. Yes, it's amazing. Huh. They They added an entire... Uh, extra level in the game where you f- uh, they fight the the character Dalton in the year 1000. Okay, and so
0: like you actually, something happens to him. <laughs> yes.
1: And yes, he, just defeat him, he says, he's going to build an army to dis- uh, to defeat the kingdom. And between huh. Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, that kingdom is taken over, taken down. So yeah. they huh. added some things into the game, which is really cool. So I embrace that. <laughs> I had a couple Mario games for it. And then eventually I ended up selling it because I didn't play it very much anymore Mm -hmm. after a couple of years. And then I bought uh, a 3DS. Mm -hmm. I think I bought the 3DS XL when Pokemon came out in 2013. And I'm not a Pokemon fan, but Mm -hmm. I was interested. So I picked it up. And I picked up the system and I picked up a, a Pokemon. But... I missed playing Chrono Trigger, so I actually drove to all the GameStops and Gamers in Des Moines yeah. and found a copy of, of Chrono Trigger. Wow. And yeah, boy, I was lucky. And so I, I, I jumped back into it. Uh, same as usual over the past couple of years. Wasn't playing it too much. Uh, I ended up not enjoying Pokemon, so I gave my cartridge to Tom. Mm-hmm. And I think about a year and a half ago uh i picked up uh, L- a legend of zelda a link between worlds which is a sequel to link to the past mm-hmm. and, yeah top down it's cla- it's a classic looking game so nice. i i loved that and i ended up buying a 2ds xl because i don't like the 3d feature and mm-hmm. the 2ds xl was pretty cheap when it when they shown it off so i picked one up mm-hmm. it holds the screen it's a big screen and the one thing that and I do play it I don't play it very often but I do play it uh the thing I've really embraced about it though is the virtual console because I can get most of my Super Nintendo games and play them hmm. so I have I have Super Mario World on my my uh my 2DS I have Mario 2 and 3 on there I have the Mega Man collection like 1 through 6 I've got Sonic the Hedgehog I've got uh all these games and then i've also got Hmm. super mario land super mario new super mario one and two i i I still have my chrono trigger that i still play Mm
2: -hmm. uh
1: i do own oh boy that first zelda game that came out for the 64 uh ocarina of time and i hate it with a passion oh yeah i don't like it i don't like i don't like the third person point of view over the shoulder um yeah I played it with the 3DS that I had, and it just gave me a headache, and I'm not wowed by it. But I do love their handheld um, uh, players. I love them. And I know that Mm. it kind of made me sad that now with the Nintendo Switch, the DS is dead. They don't make games for it anymore. They're done with it. Mm. Um, And I thought that right away. Once they said that they were going to make a console that can be played on TV and taken with you, I knew right then and there... The DS is dead, and I talked to Lee about it. He didn't think so, but when they made the DS Lite, which is only a handheld, I knew right then there again, oh, the DS is done.
0: Yeah, I've I've contemplated getting the the Switch Lite, but it's just like way too expensive for what it is in my mind. Uh, Like I just can't rationalize that because it's still a couple hundred dollars, isn't it? Two hundred. Yeah. For it's like,
1: two hundred, which I can't say isn't justified. It is two hundred. Yeah. Uh the three DS was two fifty I two to two fifty. Oh wow. So and okay. the two well, DS XL is one fifty. So I think the price is justified. The the monkey's paw of it though is you can't hook it up to a television. It is just a handheld.
0: Yeah. Well, and then because of that you can't play games that require being hooked up to a
1: television. So I there don't there's many that are required for that though.
0: Uh, there from what I understand, because when I was looking into it there's a there there are some games, and i don 't know what they are where like you can't play them on the light because oh, of...
1: I guess it's like the motion control where you have to use the nunchuck and stuff or where you have to take the uh um the the controllers and split them off and use motion control I guess for those games yeah something like that play, or the uh the Nintendo lab like the cardboard things that you can buy to build stuff you can't use oh, it for yeah. that. Yeah. because the joy cons that's what they're called they're called the joy cons they are attached to the screen. Yeah, it's like one solid unit and the standard Mm -hmm. switch.
0: Yeah, that's weird that like you still can't like hook it up to the TV like with a cord or something. But
1: yeah, it doesn't have a dock. I'm sure there's probably a cord by now. The thing's been out for like a year. But again, I don't know why you would because you can't take the Joy Cons off or use a third use an additional advanced controller. You have to use the the Joy Cons that are attached to it. So, uh, I know Lee is an enormous fan of it. He got it when it came out. The switch, yeah he got his all three of his kids switch lights for Christmas. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, you can do certain things. I believe there's YouTube on it and there's Netflix mm-hmm. on it. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. That's interesting. I, the thing about it is I, uh, I just don't think it's worth the money. I'm not. Yeah. That, and the thing is, I guess that's one thing I should probably explain real quick about my video game uh, oh, employment. Yeah. If I'm going to buy a console I need to get my money's worth out of it in the sense of playing video games. And I have a weird mentality of how I I ratio my game my my money's worth. If an Xbox is four or five hundred dollars, I need to buy four or five hundred dollars worth of video games in that lifespan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't rate it on how many games on the games I've played or the hours I put into it. It yeah. is how much money I have invested into to play in it as the way I do it. So I think after owning a, an Xbox one for four years, I think I bought 10 games worth. So hmm. I think I really did get my my game, my my worth out of it. You yeah. it is a very unusual mentality. I understand if anyone disagrees with me, but it's yeah. how I it's how I value it. Mm-hmm. I don't count Blu-rays in it because, boy, I would have that would have happened a, a long time ago. But,
0: well, and like, you could buy a Blu-ray player for cheaper than an Xbox, so... Yeah, you
1: know, I and I need comment. to do that, because my one is kind of garbage, but I <laughs> can't say that I'm yeah. going to play $200 worth of Nintendo Switch games. I have no yeah. interest in playing Breath of the Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Same reasons I've already stated multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say I'm wowed by any of the Mario games that are on it, because those are the only two games that two franchises that truly matter to me with Nintendo. Mario? Yeah. Zelda, and as much as I think Link's Awakening looks really good, uh, I'm I, I'm sorry I'm I'm not gonna spend six. I said it in the last podcast. I'm not gonna spend sixty dollars on a game that should have been thirty, even though I think it's beautiful. I did watch an entire gameplay walkthrough of it last night because I was interested in it. And
0: what is Link's Awakening?
1: I'm Link's okay. Awakening is a Game Boy game.
0: Okay. They oh, remastered
1: they just, it for the Nintendo okay. Switch. Interesting. Yeah, they redid it and. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to play it, but mm-hmm. I don't I'm not gonna buy a switch for it. So again, pulled out my uh, my two ds, went to the <laughs> virtual console. Uh, it's five dollars. <laughs> I told Lee about this. <laughs> I have it, I know at, with tax and everything, it's six dollars and forty one cents. So I have five dollars and eleven cents on my Nintendo balance. And <laughs> no, six dollars and eleven cents on my Nintendo balance. And you can't just go, oh, I'll just pull my credit card out and use this. You have to yeah. buy Nintendo currency. And it goes into ten, twenty, and up.
0: Oh man.
1: I am not spending ten dollars for thirty cents to buy that game. I'll probably <laughs> do it eventually if I see <laughs> something else on there. But, yeah, you need to uh, find another thing. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't found anything wow, on there that that's I want It's so
0: weird. Like you have to buy things in increments of ten dollars.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're buying oh, cards, essentially. You're buying currency and I would like to play Link's Awakening because I watched the game historians uh, review a game uh, a yeah. video on it. Mm-hmm. It's a weird game. It's a it's got Mario characters in it. It's it's a passion project. Oh, wow! But it's based. It's heavily influenced with from Twin Peaks. The game developers were fans Wait, of Peaks. Yes, I'm not joking. Oh, okay. I gotta play this game. You need to uh, – okay, so um, I'm going to – I'll give you a little bit of some info on it. But I, I, I'm going to tell you after, after – if you got some time, watch yeah. this 10-minute video about it because the That's game hilarious. is about – it's a sequel to Link to the Past. Yeah. Uh, Zelda, Ganon, the Triforce are not in the game. Link okay. is on a boat uh, sailing out to sea to hone his skills in case of threats ever return to Hyrule. A storm I mean, destroys his boat, and he washes on shore – And he's on a mysterious island that on the top of a mountain is a giant egg. And he's told if he wants to escape, he has to wake up the wind fish, which is in the giant egg. However, uh, he starts to learn that a prophecy says if you wake up the wind fish, the world will end. And... It goes into all these weird situations Mm. of dreams and things like that. But very much the thing is a passion project developed by fans of Twin Peaks.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: I'll recommend watching his video to get a good idea of it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Lee has it. He plays it. He says he's got one more dungeon left to do. And when I read all this and watched it all, I'm like, I want to play this game. I never played it. Link's oh. Awakening, and it's a sequel to Link to the Past. So That's cool. I'll probably shell out the $10 eventually so I can play the original Game Boy version. It's the Game Boy Color version, which looks very pretty. So, yeah, uh, again, it looks just like Link to the Past, though. It's top-down. It's very—I mean, it's a 26-, 7 year old game. So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I can't recommend enough what Nintendo has at least done which is allow you to play all their old games. How And you yeah. can do it on the Switch, too. You've been able to do it since the Wii. Hmm. Again, can't justify buying a brand-new console just so I can play 25, 30-plus-year-old games.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and that's kind of how I was with it, too. Like, it's just... It, it, the cost is twice when I was willing to pay for it I guess it's but...
1: why we both own classic n- consoles and yeah. I did fire up my classic console this uh, over the past two weeks since we talked mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I tried to play Mario RPG I don't <laughs> like that game
0: I've never played it I, I, I barely recognize it exists
1: uh, I forgot that it would existed like it. It's, very, okay. it's made by Square and Nintendo um, oh interesting yeah Square made it and huh. the thing is it is classic RPG and that's my problem I'm not an RPG yeah. fan so yeah. I have difficult getting into it, but it is regarded as one of the best uh, looking huh. and just overall best games of the Super Nintendo. You would, uh, I, I know you don't have an ability to play it, um, oh. but it is a game that I do recommend RPG fans.
0: It's very interesting. So I'm going
1: to try and get into it.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, too, uh, another good RPG uh, that I know is a good gateway for a, another friend of mine to get into RPGs was uh, made again by Squaresoft, or it's Square Enix now, but whatever, uh, is um, uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts. So it's uh, basically Final Fantasy, but with Disney characters instead. And I mean, so they pull in a lot of Final Fantasy characters. I think Final Fantasy VII uh, Squall is in it at some point or another, but it's you play as some kid, like I don't think That's he's anybody. What?
1: Sephiroth is in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sephiroth, Squall. A lot of Final Fantasy characters in general are in it, but it's all it's primarily, I believe, just a lot of Disney characters. I think Goofy is a main character. I don't know if Mickey is or not. He's yeah, in it. He's in the um game. yeah. But like the main character, you're this kid with like his sword looks like a giant key. Uh I I don't know what the game is about. I just I knew I had a friend who played it a lot and I'd never played it, I just knew Square made it. And I, was just like, and I told him, like, hey, if you like that game, you'd probably like, probably like Final Fantasy. And it was right around when I had bought all the Final Fantasies for the PlayStation, like, when they were re-released. And he just ate through every single Final Fantasy game. I've never seen somebody play, like, through Final Fantasy games that fast. And this was right out of, out of college. Like, we, you know, had our first jobs and nothing really much going on in life. So, like, he... I think like he would just kind of go to work and then come home and play these games. Uh, but it was just interesting because like he, the only RPG he knew was was Kingdom Hearts, and then he just loved Final Fantasy after that. So that was interesting. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it has a large following. A third game came out last year, I think. And um, oh, only
0: three? Wow. I guess. Yeah. Well, you're... they
1: made side games and DS <laughs> yeah. games and shit. But, uh, yeah. 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 Not uh, not a franchise that I've ever cared to deal with, just mostly because of two things: RPG and I'm not that much in love with Disney.
2: Yeah. So. The, not
1: in love I, with Disney characters to say to do yeah. that mashup, but that's me. It has an right. enormous amount of following behind it. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And I, I think the Disney thing was always kind of off putting to me, uh, but I guess it's, yeah, I don't know from what I understand. People love it. So if, if you're looking for like more of a, I guess more, probably more of a lighthearted, but I think it still gets pretty dramatic uh, entry to a RPG. That might be a good one, but yeah. not for you, Matt. No, no,
1: not for me in <laughs> general. I think I would just probably uh, gouge my eyes out if I had to play it. But. Um,
0: uh, that too being said, handheld handheld systems and RPGs. Uh, Chrono Trigger is on the iPhone, and I've played it on there. Said it's, uh, pretty,
1: it's, uh, it's pretty good though it has very, some issues but uh, like with control wise but you said it's, pre- it's pretty good
0: yeah the the controls were surprisingly good uh but yeah it's it's a little it takes a little getting used to but uh there's a lot of square or a few square enix games on there uh that being said too uh fi- uh, uh knights of the old republic another game what was that for the playstation two playstation three playstation two and xbox Okay, so the, yeah, the, the, i completely forgot about those games. Uh, those are fantastic games too, um, made by Oh Silicon Knights. Is that right? No, I don't remember. I, don't know. Uh, I
1: played them. I played them. I just I didn't yeah. get too deep into them, but I did play them.
0: And they made another game called Jade Empire, which they just kind of like mashed up all the possible a, like uh, Asian cultures. It, like it's probably not a great like game stereotypes yeah not necessarily stereotypes they like they just they the people that made when they made it they like looked at a lot of different stories and how they were told mm. from out of china and japan and a couple other like asian countries and they just kind of like took a lot of the themes mm-hmm. and just kind of mashed them together. like it doesn't feel like a racist game i guess but like it just when you think about the concept it kind of feels like it's a bunch of, of like I think it was a Canadian company, so like this Western company, like trying to take all these Eastern ideas and make a game, so it, it feels racist. But
1: it's weird. Japan, Asia does the same damn thing. Like they yeah. try and make American games, and they're kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I know a sequel to a game similar just came out, which is uh, Deadly Premonition.
2: Okay, yeah.
1: ten-year-old game. It, it's, it's again uh, in the subject. It's a crime mystery, but the developer was a huge fan of Twin Peaks, and so he made his own Twin Peaks ripoff. off. <laughs> Where uh, are all these Twin Peaks things going? I on? know I've never seen Twin Peaks. I don't know if <laughs> oh dude that. You, it's it's trippy. It's, yeah, I like it. Tom and uh, Kyle are huge fans of it um, yeah
0: i I was surprised by how much I liked it. I watched it uh, when Beckett was a tiny baby and wouldn't sleep at night, so I, it was on Netflix, so I watched it like in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Holding a crying baby. uh So it, was, it I don't know. Maybe I was in a weird headspace. Yeah, and they brought it back, uh, I remember. Yeah, which I don't know that I even paid much attention to it. I, guess I, like,
1: I, I don't know but, anything about it, but yeah, I know um, with that it's, game. It's hilarious, it's,
0: is what it is. Yeah.
1: Well, they made a game, uh, Deadly Premonition, which is Twin Peaks, the game, essentially, in certain just, aspects. It's a Japanese developer, and he made a. It's pretty. It's really bad. Like it's it's one of the most diverse games ever. Where it's got like it's got scores of like ten out of ten and one out of ten. <laughs> like the ratio is insane. But a sequel just came out uh, say, this week sequel. and it yeah. is very well hated. I watched a couple gameplays of it. It looks like a PlayStation Two game. Oh, that's too bad. It's not very attractive looking. It's very weird. But uh, yeah. Um, I'm really trying to think if there's really anything else uh just really about consoles or gaming but yeah that's kind yeah. of all i really got other than talking about xbox really yeah. I, mean, I didn't play a vita never owned a playstation vita or anything like that oh,
0: yeah i forgot about that we if we want to talk handheld we should have my brother on or something because he i don't know what happened but he uh a couple years ago just started playing handhelds like crazy oh yeah uh, yeah, I, and I, so I, I either need to talk to him or
1: we need to have him on, I guess, if we want to talk about it. But I know he he loves that stuff. Well, there's one co- there's one handheld that I forgot existed until I watched a video about it yesterday or the day before. So, and that is the Sega Nomad. I don't even know what that is. You don't know what the Sega Nomad is? Was that the one that was a cell phone? No. no. The <laughs> Sega Nomad is the successor to the Game Gear. But... yeah. It was a handheld Sega Genesis. Oh, that'd be it, good. It was a handheld. Con- it was a handheld game player. Oh, it literally it, played Sega games. You inserted Sega cartridge, Sega game, Sega, game uh, Sega Genesis cartridges into it. Oh wow! It took six batteries and it had three <laughs> hours of life. Six like what D batteries or? I don't know, AAA or D, but yeah, it was a uh, <laughs> it was a beefy thing. Wow. It was yeah. a it was a brick. It was I a mean, giant board with a screen, but it played Genesis games. You inserted a con- uh, the console cartridge into it.
0: Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, that is. Oh, man, that's cool. I saw somebody do that, like, custom-made uh, Super Nintendo that way.
1: Yeah, there's been stuff like that. But, like, I know. people just build it, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, I think the biggest thing is back in high school or early college – I got pretty deep into emulators because I wanted yeah. to play old school games.
0: Yeah, I remember you having a lot of emulators and like I had you, had a, a, you had a weird version of I think
1: Chrono Trigger, didn't you? I had like, yeah, we talked about that on yeah. one where Chrono spoke, but yeah, I had a friend of mine, oh, this is about eight years ago, nine years ago, a friend at Pepsi where I work. Mm-hmm. Uh yep. I told him I liked emulators back in the day, and he gave me a CD with uh the I remember what, Z-Nest or whatever it was called, the emulator, mm-hmm. with every single game ever made. And I'm not just referring to America, everywhere. Mm-hmm. He gave me a CD with over, like, over 500 games. I still have it, and I fired it up beforehand. Uh, I can't play it on my normal computer. i got to pull out my 12-year-old Mac, but... Uh, yeah, he gave that to me, and it's one of the coolest things. There's like three different versions of Chrono Trigger. Granted, they're just languages, but yeah, he gave that to me. It's one of the neatest things ever, but uh, hmm. yeah, I, I never got too much into it. I do remember one of my friends. We both downloaded a Game Boy Advance emulator, and yeah. we played through our dial-up uh, uh, two, uh, two-verse games from a Game Boy Advance because somehow oh, it worked.
0: <laughs> Interesting. I wonder if it's just like... Just, Just enough, enough internet to something. play
1: games that would require a system link cable. Yeah, interesting. It was fun though. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's kind of all I got really discussing on game wise. I mean, yeah, not much yeah, else to I mean, talk about. Unfortunately, we couldn't touch everything, but we don't know everything. We're not hardcore yeah, gamers. Yeah, yeah. We're um, very casual gamers. Yeah,
0: yeah, which we kind of said. So, uh yeah. Next time, hopefully, we can have Lee back on. Um, so we can talk about xbox there's a lot more to talk about there just mostly because it's recent and more in memory um but and i feel like lee was just a little bit more pr- prolific in his
1: gaming very much um, as he is the gamer of our little group of discussion yeah. topics yeah tom so, is too, uh, but very classic games very classic yeah. uh very super nintendo S tom is a big fan of and playstation yeah. og playstation
0: yeah. So yeah, and it'd be nice our- if we could maybe Tom could be on too. He was traveling tonight, so on holiday, as he said. Uh but yeah, so next time we can cover that a little bit more. Um if yeah, and if anybody listening wants us to to look at anything or if you wanna um <clears throat> send us a statement about your favorite game, I guess you can always email uh I believe it's hello. I don't know, I'll put a link on our website. Um yeah. to to email us or message us on facebook twitter probably not instagram uh but yeah so on twitter we are rec Rec live podcast on instagram recording live podcast as well as facebook recording live podcast uh you can get me on on twitter dexter J. instagram the buzzkill kid which i've actually not been on instagram a whole lot lately so probably not there um but yeah but yeah uh facebook um you can always hit us up on that page uh yeah like i said we're Recording live podcast. Um, yeah, are you back on
1: on the social uh, media? Scene? A little more frequently. I mean, it's maddio984 on Twitter. That's pretty much the only way if anyone reaches out to me. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I did want to mention something real fast. Uh, cool. A friend of ours, someone that I know very well, and uh, Tom knows very well, someone you've met. He had he has part. He used to have a party every year in the fall. You've gone to it. He has the most insane thing at his house and when the party was dying down one year he fired it up and started playing it i think oh no wait i think it was at a at a gaming night maybe okay uh he has an xbox a regular xbox uh but it's not an xbox uh it is an x a regular old school xbox but when you turn it on it's an emulator of every old old school game console oh wow it's a Super Nintendo, a Sega Genesis, yeah. a Nintendo, an Atari, mm-hmm. and uh, I know who he's who it is that he got it from. He yeah. bought it from somewhere that knew a guy who would take uh, the console, and he would take out the bits, and then he would put his own cherry pie yeah. uh, system in there, and I, st- I remember so much look, turning over, and he's playing, like, a Mario game on his Xbox, and... I don't think you can con- get them anymore. I don't think that uh, the dude is around anymore to do it. But mm. I think for like $150, $200, this guy would build you uh, your own emulator station with everything on it.
0: That's interesting. I've seen similar things too, where like somebody built something like that, but it looks like R2-D2, which I thought was hilarious. Yes,
1: yes, I've seen that too. Uh, uh, yeah, It's not even that hard to do. It's really yeah. not that hard to do. You can watch YouTube videos building
0: yeah you're just building a tiny
1: computer it's just the case you put it in you buy the cherry pie for i think 50 to 100 dollars, and just put the programming into it something i can't do but yeah um it's not hard Uh,
0: yeah i've always wanted to build like just a regular computer using uh like an old nintendo Mm -hmm. um or just i don't know just goof around like that but i've never gotten into building computers it's something i i'll probably get to eventually but not now
1: yeah not so much. i just got my 3d printer doing, so i'm on I, I know that i know plenty of people who love to do it yeah yeah but that's cool that that sounds really funny uh yeah yeah so thanks everyone for tuning in
0: yeah for sure thanks uh yeah and again next time we'll be talking if we can get lee at least we'll be talking more video games if not then we'll be talking about small it. talk Shoot the <laughs> shit. so yeah anyway thanks for
2: listening guys thank you have a good night